Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Bedrock City Presents Uncanny Universe Podcast. And on this week's episode, we are talking about Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania, the new MCU film uh, from that came out last week. Uh, let's yeah. uh, bef- Before we go any further, uh, we're going to get this thing going. Hey, everyone, this is Dylan. And I'm Michael. That's right. Uh, I feel like we haven't reviewed a Marvel movie. I guess what was the last one? Black Panther? Black Panther, yeah. Okay, when was that? Feels like it's been a while. November. It, it's... It hasn't really been that long, right? That's only been November, but I I don't know why. It just feels like it's been a bit. Um, but exciting. Uh, we will be spoiling Ant-Man, Quantumania. If uh, you are wary of those things, uh, you're good to listen to the news. We will not spoil it till the news is over. Do not worry about that. But we will full, we'll give you one more spoiler warning before we get into the review. But Dylan, what did you find on, on uh, the internet this week? All right. So we talked about a couple, uh, quote, big game spots last that- week. Yeah. Uh, Scream, and I think one other one. I can't remember, but um, a couple of them released early, and we were able to talk about it early. But Yeah, because we recorded we, Sunday morning. Yeah, but now we got the big, the big batch of um, like all the major studio releases. So we got a bunch of trailers to, to talk about. Yes, um, yes, we did. I decided to go in uh, chronological order of when they're going to release. Ooh, um, so okay. the ones we're going to start with are like the soonest. Um, High concept. And that, yeah. Maximum effort for the podcast. Um, All right. Creed 3 is the first one. Uh, it's yep. coming out March 3rd. So it's like right around the corner. Um, I kind of didn't know it was coming out that quickly. I thought I, it was maybe a summer movie. But... I also didn't know that either. I also didn't see the last one. Same. And I'm kind of ashamed about it. I feel like I need to see it. It's supposed to be really good. It, it looks good. I just didn't see it for no good reason. I think if I miss it in theaters with the group watch, I normally won't watch it unless... I really need to, you know? Yeah, I'm that way too, especially with movies like this. It's not my like typical type of movie that I watch. Right. But um Jonathan Majors, that's a that's oh, a plus, yeah. you know. Um I don't know like what else there is to say really. It looks really the, good. The, the uh, trailer looks good. I mean, but the trailers for all of these movies have looked really good. But this is isn't this uh Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut? Yeah, and he's hyping up like anime fighting in it. Like Naruto and Dragon Ball Z and stuff. Um, of course. So he's gonna. I don't like... know exactly what that means. I know he's a big anime fan, but yeah, I'm interested to see what that see means. It. I mean, I don't know. Do I need to see Creed two? What's it called? Just Creed two. Two, two Creed. Yeah, I two, don't know. Two Creed, um, two Furious. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, but hmm. I feel like you could skip to Creed three. I'm. I'm almost certain that I'm sure everything will be explained. Yeah. I'm sure he had a fight and he won. He won. Do yeah, some adversity. Yeah. He overcame. Um, Whatever he his persevered. Were. Yes. He persevered. Um, and, and he won. He remembered LeBron's famous quote and he succeeded. Watch. This is the one where like he lost or something. And right. Idiots. Um, anyway, fine. I'll try and see this one. Uh, and then we have, the very next week on March 10th, we have 65, which is the um, Adam Driver uh, fighting dinosaurs uh, in the past mm-hmm. or future. I don't know. It's not It's not exactly clear. Um, he either time traveled or that he's like in the distant future, dinosaurs are back or something. But yeah, uh, it's... It looks like a um, Dylan. <laughs> it looks bad. It looks like it's gonna. I have no interest. I have negative interest. I do not want to see sixty five. Please don't make me see it. I feel. I don't feel that way. 
Really? Um, well, I do think it looks bad, but I do really want to see it. Um, I think this is one of those movies that is going to be like so. If you put it in like an equi- like a, like an equivalent to physical releases, this is like one of those movies that in twenty years, if you go find the the Blu-ray in a Goodwill, like what is this? What, what, what do you remember this? Oh yeah, that was that Adam Driver like dinosaur movie or something. Maybe I don't remember. I never saw it. That's what that's what this movie is giving me. Yeah, completely forgettable. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But I mean, but I will say the production values look good, and it looks like it's True. well made for what it is. And, and I do like Adam Driver. Yeah, we're simps for Adam Driver, so uh, we might watch Hi. it. Hi. <laughs> Play the screaming uh, scene from Marriage Story. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll just loop it in right here. My favorite thing about this movie, Michael, it, it is is it is ninety minutes, a crisp one thirty. I love you know that. what in and out. You know what I'm in now. It's 90 minutes. Right? It's, the trailer makes it look like it's three hours. Yeah, it looks a little like pretentious, maybe. Like it's trying like it looks a little like a little try hard. Prome- big Prometheus energy, you know? Uh, um yeah. Shout out to Ridley Scott. We'll come back to him <laughs> here in a bit, put a pin in it. But I don't know. I I think if it has like any kind of fresh tomato, it's like a super big win, you know. <laughs> it looks like it's supposed to be bad, but yeah, but I'm, I'm not into it. Um if if it's a if it comes out during a slow week, maybe I'll see it for the for the podcast. But oh, this doesn't scare Adam Driver away from big franchise flicks. Oh, well, you I mean did after, it again. I'm done. You mean after Star Wars? Yeah. We'll yeah. See. This is this is a big franchise. Um, this one's going places. You know what I mean? Bigger budget. Movie. Right, right, for like, sure. It's not Mary's story. Um, okay, next one uh, releasing May fifth. It is the flagship Marvel title, the premiere release date, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the final entry in the Guardians trilogy, um, James Gunn's final Marvel film, presumably. Uh, this was my favorite trailer that we got. Um, and this is like the... I haven't seen the Marvel trailer yet. There's not one, uh, but the Marvel's trailer. But this is the Marvel movie I'm most excited about. Um, that's kind of dumb to say. There's only one trailer for one movie. Right, <laughs> but, but, but I am but, very excited about it. Between this and Ant Man, which we just saw, you were more excited yeah, for, for uh, definitely Guardians. for sure. Um, I like the Guardians movies. I know, like the second one's not as well received, but um, this one looks like it's going to be really strong, in my opinion. What do you think? Um, I think the new trailer was good. Um, I didn't. I I'm struggling to remember, but I do believe I didn't love the trailer before this. Um, I thought it looked kind of samezies. Um, and I'm kind of over the James Gunn humor because it feels like it hits the same notes all the time. Um, however, that being said, um, this trailer was good. Um, I liked, I liked the Nebula bits. Um, I, I like the Nebula bits too. I'm, I'm most excited for Nebula. Yeah, Nebula is great. Um, I think this movie is going to be good. I hope. So, do we know? Did James Gunn know that it was his last Marvel while he was making it? I think so because of the way he was brought back for it. I mm. think it was probably like, well, it's your trilogy and we should let you finish it, you know, like, but we won't be giving you another sure franchise. But who knows? We don't know. There's an alternate reality where he never left to DC and maybe he's doing other Marvel stuff. Um, mm. I liked the I liked the bit at the end. I thought it was funny. I know it's more of the gun humor, but like between yeah. uh, Peter and Nebula, I thought it, I thought it hit. 
from it, it did it did hit i mean the ad is good it's a yeah. it's a good commercial like who's gonna die michael we have to ask every time there's Guardians news it's definitely drax right it's it's 1000 percent drax yeah fox is not it, rocket they're gonna tease rocket they're gonna sell rocket but it's good, they're good but they're gonna give drax i um, think so and like, look, I know they've been the whole if guns not back, we're done, whatever. Look, Chris Pratt's coming back. All right. Like, I think a lot of them are. I think most of them would come back. I think Batista wouldn't. Yeah, I think him, uh, Mantis, Adam, uh, Adam Warlock, it's his first movie, you know? Yeah, um, I think they'll be back. Most and Rocket's too easy. He's just a voice, you know, like, right. Why not put Rocket in more things? I agree. Okay, next one was just a little spot. We got mostly full trailers, but this one was like a TV spot for The Little Mermaid. It didn't air during the Super Bowl. It aired right after. Right. Uh, or like a couple days after they were supposed to air it during. And then, I don't know, they decided not to. Um, Weird. But it gave us a very quick tease of Ursula and then some more shots of um, underwater aerial stuff and uh, a, a little glimpse of the um, Kiss the Girl scene, the song. Right uh, on the boat. Um, I'm very excited about this. For some reason, I forget that I hate these live action remakes every time a new one is coming out. And mm-hmm. I'm like, "Hee, that looks so good." Based on well, the trailer, it, it does look good so though. Good, but it I'm looks... like, prepared to be hurt again. Basically, this trailer looks good though. I really want to see it. I, I think this looks awesome. I haven't yeah. actually been excited about one of these in a bit. What, what were the last couple? Refresh my memory. Mulan. Nope. Uh, I, that was so bad. Aladdin. We liked Aladdin. Aladdin was fine. Yeah. Um, the Lion King. Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. I didn't see Jungle Beauty and the Beast. Didn't didn't see Jungle Book. Everyone, this, the best one is still Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella, the one that started it all. I'm telling y'all. You need to watch I, it. I haven't seen that one. I know, that's, I know that's top of your list, Michael. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get I'll get to that before I see Tar. Okay, yeah. They're kind of similar, so. Yeah, um, tonally, right? They're very... Um, yeah. Yeah, the character. Yeah, the characterization are, are yeah, yeah, almost yeah. identical. The, well, the editing is, is in both of them. Oh, she's the evil stepmother. See, in I the, wasn't even trying to make a joke. How about that? <laughs> now you'll watch it. Okay. Yeah. Now if I'm you in. liked Hella as a villain, it's the same character. Oh my you know? god! So, like, I think you should watch it. Um, of course. Okay. Next one is one that I really have no interest in, unfortunately, but I'm trying. It's Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. It comes out June 9th. Um, so it's got a premiere date. Um, it seems like a return to form for the Transformers franchise. Um, yeah. And that I think it's like Michael Bay coded. Um, it, but yes. I don't think he has any involvement in it. Which, no, but it sure feels like it though. Yeah, I think, I mean, obviously it's hard to blame them because the Michael Bay ones made a bunch of money and Bumblebee did not. Um, I know we liked Bumblebee most, right? That's our oh, favorite. I love Bumblebee. Favorite Transformer. It's not like sarcasm. <laughs> no, I did. I loved Bumblebee. Like I really yeah. like that movie a lot. I hate that franchise. I did not I yeah. drug my feet going to see Bumblebee, but I really liked it. Agreed. Um, I'm hoping they kept some of the like I don't know, more character driven leanings of Bumblebee. Do you think that's possible? Do you have any hope based no. on this trailer? I, I, no. The trailer did not do it for me. The trailer was a miss for me, man. Yeah. The trailer didn't hook me with anything. Um, it had some cool visuals, though. I will say that. It had a cool Porsche. Uh, yeah. I think you need to have, like, like Hyde does, um, some, like, built-in 
love for the the beasts the beast war stuff you know yeah um i think that helps a lot that'll go a long way i think you're right getting pre-hyped for it um i don't know will we see this um when's it coming out june 9th no mm -mm, i'm busy okay yeah you have plans that day i remember you telling me about that yeah i gotta get ready for a flashpoint yeah okay or the flash excuse me let's talk about the next one that's uh the following week, June sixteenth. Transformers got one week to make money. Yikes! Unless Flash bombs, we'll see. Come on, um, Flash, Flash is not bombing. Ain't no way. Ain't no way. I don't think so. Yeah. Um, it comes out June sixteenth, and we got a, our first full trailer for the Flash. This is the um, you know, holdover from D from old DC, right. starring Ezra Miller and uh. Michael Keaton and uh, Sasha Kaye is the new Supergirl and yep. uh, a bunch of people. It it was very Batman heavy, this trailer. It, well, I mean, what sells tickets? Yeah. Um, it's... Look, look, <sighs> y- y'all, y'all know I'm a hater. Y'all know you are. at my core, I love to hate these DC movies. I, I want them to be good, you know, but like, of course, yeah, yeah. they're so bad. But this trailer was good. This trailer it was, was a good. good trailer. Yeah. This is this is the best DC trailer I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, um, it blows Shazam out of the water, I think. Shazam yeah. Too. I most DC trailers, I can sort of see through the veneer of trailer editing and see the bad movie underneath. But <laughs> yeah. this this looks all right. Like Yeah, it had, it had solid effects. This which looks I would like hope it's, so. it's been done for so long. This right. This this looks like it's going to be like the better multiverse of madness, or what you wanted out of multiverse of madness. Yeah, that would be cool. I, I, I don't have a lot to say. I think it, I think it looks good. Um, I mean, obviously, it's, just, it's unfortunate. unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, that was all the discourse in our uh, Discord server. Which, if you listen all the way through the credits, you know that we have a Discord server, um, for Bedrock City. Um, that was all the discourse is like. Uh, when the trailer came out, it's like, you know, I'm really unhappy. I was hoping for a better non-binary representation, but you know, here we are. Yeah. Um, Your comments like, is that dude still in it after everything? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's always going to be like, you know, discourse around this movie. I don't think it's going away in time for June 16th. No way. You know? Yeah. Um, I, like admittedly, I don't know like a lot of specifics about Ezra Miller. I'm aware of all the controversies, but right, I don't know. I think we're just gonna like watch the movie and take it at face value, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm look. This is the end of the, this movie. Ain't going anywhere. Uh, yeah. You'll you'll get a post credits of something cool setting up uh, the gun verse probably, um, but I don't think you're gonna get. And we, you know. There's lots of movies that haven't caught on the same controversy as this one has. Like we're about to review Ant-Man with Bill Murray in it, you know? Right. So it's like, it is what it is. Well, actors act out. That's different though. Like Ezra Miller's the star of that film and Bill Murray is in one scene of this. True. But I, but I'm trying yeah, to think point of taken. But where that's happened to us before. And I don't think it's happened at this scale, like as the movie's supposed to be hyping, you know, it's just very unfortunate for everyone involved. Yeah. I mean, but the Ezra Miller stuff has been going on for years, I feel like. Yeah, I bet that, like, it's part of why it's been delayed so so long. They're hoping it'll blow over, but it has no. not. 
Let's nope. see. Um, okay, back to Marvel. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll we'll cover Flash more. I'm I'm excited for it for all the other elements of the movie. Um, we got a so Marvels was supposed to come out in July, like just a little bit after Guardians, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, like getting three Marvel movies like all in the same half. So of the close. Year. Yeah. It's um, weird. But it has been moved to November 10th, uh, which is like the Wakanda Forever spot, basically, you know, the November movie. Yeah. Um, and we got our first poster for it featuring Kamala, Monica, and Carol. Um, uh, I think it's a really cool poster. It's very like teasery. Yes, but it is. It's not I'm I'm over the floating head posters, you know. So this one yeah. hit harder for me. But I'm happy it's moving. I'm bummed that we have to wait longer, Michael, but like because I am very excited for this movie. We're, we like Captain Marvel, right? We, yes, we, absolutely. We stand. Um, All day. But I'm glad I'll have like more of a chance to breathe and make, like be more successful, I think. You know? Um, um, yeah. November is a better fit, I think. I agree. I agree. Because if it came out in July, we'd have like a year until another Marvel movie or nine months or whatever, you know? I don't know why they're not better spaced out to begin with. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense. I don't get why. It's it does feel very front loaded, and maybe there's, well, no, they don't really do surprise movie announcements like that. It's like maybe there's like something else that they're just going to be like, oh yeah, surprise, this is coming out, but that it's not possible. Yeah, but I don't know. That's it is weird. But I'm very excited about it. I liked Miss Marvel. Oh, I liked Monica and Wandavision. Very much. We already like Marvel. People on TikTok were mad because like. Oh, of course they were. The the Marvel Bros were mad um because Marvel said that some Marvel count said that you need to watch Captain Marvel to get ready for Secret Invasion. Oh, uh-oh. Can't Which, ever duh, tell anybody to watch that. The main two the two main characters are um uh Nick Fury and the Scroll dude, you know, from yeah. Captain Marvel. It's like of course, but they're like how are you going to make this essential Ooh. viewing this yeah, you know. I don't know, Michael. Um, how are you gonna make uh, uh. So this course never ends? I'm thinking about getting off of. I wish I could just opt out of certain TikToks, you know, like get off like, the I track. You, I know you're not on Marvel TikTok, and like, I'm not I'm really, I'm really envious of that. I'm I'm on a bunch of weird TikToks, but I'm not I'm not on Marvel TikTok. I, I kind of wish I was, but I'm I'm not. No, you don't just be happy and enjoy the movies. You don't need to hear just, all the complaints, you know, just before. turn your brain off and have a good time, Dylan. Yeah. Otherwise, what am I going to tell you about if I'm not filling you in on the TikTok drama? Okay. You know what? My job will be obsolete if you get on Marvel Talk. Um, That's true. Okay. We got our first look at, we're going back to DC again, at Joker 2, our first photo. Um, Todd Phillips shared it. Uh, It has our first look at Harley and Joker. Um, Lady Gaga, obviously. Um, Uh It was October 4th, 2024. 2024. Yes. Um, There's not much to talk about. It's they don't no, if it, if I didn't tell you it was Joker and Harley, you wouldn't know. Well, okay, I mean he's got the face paint on, but like other than that, like that's just sure. Lady Gaga. That's not exactly there's yeah. it's just a photo. She's probably not in like Harley, you know, mode, and she might not even be at all in this movie, but so we just be Harleen throughout it. I mean, it's a good photo, I guess, but like Yeah, it's a nice photo. I mean why is this released? I mean, okay. Like, what's the what's the like? What is the desired reaction? Cool, can't wait. Oh, okay, 
it's kind right. of the Zack Snyder approach. It's like trickling out photos, you know. I think right. it's it's like a style that directors do. I don't know. Well, at least, at least it's not square. I don't know. I don't know. It's um. <laughs> Try to think of what else to say about. This. I got nothing to say. Like, man, look, it's, it's a, a photo. photo. It's a photo of Lady Gaga's the primary focus. I mean, you have Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, wait, is that even? I can't even tell that. It doesn't even really look like him. It is, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's fine. Go look at it. Okay, look at the photo, and you'll it'll say more than we could. You'll see exactly it. what we're talking about. Yeah. Um. Okay. I'll do go through my last one a little bit. Uh, more quickly. Um, we're getting a Hellboy live action reboot apparently. Um. Uh huh. Again, um, it's called Hellboy: The Crooked Man. Didn't we learn a lesson the last time? No, we have to keep trying. Um, it's an active development. And it is, uh, oh, by the way, The Crooked Man is a comic uh, storyline, a three-issue storyline. Um, oh, it's a per- period adventure set in 1956, which saw Hellboy attempt to retrieve a man named Tom's soul from a powerful demon deep in the heart of the Appalachian Mountains. Mm. Okay. Um, cool. and I mean, is, okay. The director test is Brian Taylor, who directed Ghostwriter, Spirit of Vengeance, and Crank. <laughs> not crank which seems very like on brand for like well, the sure. last hellboy like why not just make a sequel uh, well because that one was terrible and very poorly received but this one looks set up to be terrible too i think right oh of course it's it's by millennium media which is i don't even know who that is um i know yeah I saw I saw an article on this too, and Brian Taylor, the director, um, is that he's going for an R rating, and is going to des- is describing it as a full horror movie. Look, look, Ugh. look. Okay, Midsummer. That term has gotten thrown around a lot since Midsummer came out. All right, and there's look. This ain't it. This ain't full horror. It's not. You've never seen a full horror movie. This is this is like calling *Malignant Giallo*. It's well, not. It- I think it revived the genre the same way Malignant did revive oh. Yellow, you know. Yeah, you're like, right. Well, th- this will revive elevated folk it. Horror. I would say. Yeah. Well, see, but Midsummer is a folk horror film. It's very much like The Wicker Man. This is not. Um, I mean, I've well, never even seen it. It's not even out yet. And it's also, been it's, written. <laughs> it has even. Well, Dylan, I mean, production is starting in Bulgaria uh, next month, With which who? is well. Who's who is Hellboy? Um, is I don't know. But this production is starting next month in Bulgaria, we've learned. But that could also mean just like location scouting or whatever to find places in Bulgaria that look like Appalachia. Hmm. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see it because it's a comic book movie. Technically. Yeah, it is a comic book movie. So watch this be the good one. You never know, Michael. I mean, I I want it to be. I Man, I want the Hellboy fans to get I mean, I know the Ron Perlman movies are 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 beloved, but like, I want them to have a new one that's good. Maybe third time's a charm. I, I don't know, man. I think I think probably not. But that's um, all my news. Okay, well, let's hear about that live sale. I bet you didn't know that we host a weekly live streaming comic sale. Dust off your old Facebook account or borrow your grandma's login. Join us every Wednesday night from seven to nine p.m. Central. Bedrock City is the only verified blue check comic store on Facebook, meaning we're better than everyone else. It also means that we're trusted to bring you brand new quality key issues, comic bundles, variants, and more every week at super affordable prices. 
Even if you've already spent all your money on Fortnite skins like me, you can still join just to hang out and chat comics with Kevin Austin and me. For all the details not covered here, or if your auditory processing disorder didn't allow you to comprehend anything I just said, head over to bedrockcity.com live to read all the details. Hashtag ad. And we are back, and we're going to talk about my news. But before we do that, we're going to make sure we do our picks of the week. I'm going to go first. I'm picking a book from Dark Horse, Dylan. Ooh, okay. Yeah, James Tinian. I think Tinian. I know which one. Yeah. Yeah. James Tinian uh, has a new book called Blue Book, number one. Um, and it is great. I read it on my um, break today, and I really liked it. So come check it out. It's UFOs. Um, the official solicitation says... Uh, in this debut issue, Tinian presents what he calls the, quote, true weird stories, tales of ordinary people encountering the strange and the impossible. It's really cool. It looks cool. And yeah, it's cool the covers for it, too. Yeah. Uh, it's got uh, Michael Oming art, which is very um, unique. So the, col- oh, the colors <laughs> like are all blue. It's The colors are all blue, black, and white. So it's very um, unique. Yeah, it looks cool. Um, my pick is... Uh, Superman number one it is the new um, Joshua Williamson and uh, Jamal Campbell uh, Superman relaunch. Um, if I don't know Jamal Campbell, he's like one of the best artists in comics, I think, right now. He did Naomi and um, he did uh, Green Lantern Far Sector and he's done lots of like cool DC books and uh, they put him on Superman, which I think is really cool. And this is a perfect jumping on point. It's like a new... Um, it's like a return to status quo a bit. Superman is back, and um, there's like a super Superman core corp, like um, like Lex Corp. It's oh, I see, corp. like a corporation. Yeah, I'm not mispronouncing. Uh, I thought you were like man. I Green Lantern corpse. Um, Ugh, but no. uh, I hate that so much. <laughs> but uh, I read it and it was really good. I'm in my DC era right now, Michael. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, you're back. Yeah. Um, I I want to. I want to like follow the dawn of DC things as long as I can with the relaunches. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. I had a little vacation last week and I read DC versus vampires and dark crisis. Okay. Um, I like DC versus vampires, dark crisis. I had no idea what's going on, but <laughs> it's it. Well, yeah, I feel like with Dark crisis, you really got to be yeah, really all up in it. Dove into the finale of the last era. Um, but I highly suggest like jumping on the dawn of DC stuff. It's been good so far. Nice. Um, okay, uh, getting into my news, um, we have Knock at the Cabin, which we reviewed last week, is now available mm-hmm. to watch at home for that PVOD. I know that's like super fast. Um, you can rent it now for uh, twenty bucks or buy it for twenty five. Um, I think it's a worthwhile rent if you can get some people to split it with you. I don't know if I'd pay twenty dollars to rent it. Um, I don't know if I can make that recommendation, but I do think watching it at home, it's not going to lose anything. Yeah, I think it's like a definitely okay at home watch. Doesn't need to be. Oh, for sure. I think you still can go to the theater to see it, but um, I don't know. I would, I honestly, like, if I'm being honest, I would wait longer until it is cheaper on on a subscription service. Yeah, because it will be at some point for sure. Was it? It'll be on HBO Max, right? Because it's Warner's. Uh, sure. I, I think I don't, who, I don't remember who makes it. Probably Warner's. <laughs> uh, based on the story that I'm going to talk about right now, um, M Night Shyamalan has set up a deal with Warner Brothers. Dylan, have you heard about this? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he's got a new um, what do they call it? Like first look, um, 
long-term yeah. picture, multi-picture first look deal where he can, he has first right of refusal on scripts that come his way. Um, Warner for, Brothers yeah. can like choose to produce anything he makes basically. Right. Um, which is a, a very good for him. Um, so he signed a new multi-year deal with this. So it's a, this is from Deadline. Um, under the new agreement, Shyamalan and his Philadelphia-based production company, Blinding Edge Pictures, run by presidents, okay, yeah, will develop original projects for the filmmaker to produce and or direct uh, for Warner Brothers Picture Group, um, on and on and on. Uh, in addition, uh, Blinding Edge will also continue to ramp up production with an eye of finding uh, auteur-driven genre projects. Sure. Um, but we did get a confirmation on the new Shyamalan, the next Shyamalan film, which is going to be called Trap. It is dated for August 2nd, 2024. No word on the genre or plot, uh, but it's coming out next year in like 16 months. Yeah. So there's that. Um, this is a really weird statement that Shyamalan makes in this quote in this article here. Where I write and direct is my home, says Shyamalan. Disney and Universal, where I've spent sorry, Disney and Universal, two of the major studios. Uh, where I've made most of my films will always be home and family to me. Warner Brothers has had a storied history of cinema. Though its recent experiences, the company has rediscovered its love and appreciation for filmmakers and the impact of the theatrical experience. We all win when movies succeed in theaters. So, so his home is all of the theater, all of the studios, like Disney, Universal, Warner Brothers. That's his home, Dylan. What is, I don't understand the connect between that and like, we all win when me neither well i don't understand so i don't know what he's referring to when he says um warner's uh has a storied history of cinema um what does he mean by that tossing movies on hbo max and not paying the creators uh what they're owed yeah how about that (laughs) there it is um so yeah anyway uh go see trap in theaters only in theaters um but yeah so uh I don't know. Uh, good deal for Shyamalan for sure. I guess that means are people liking Knock at the Cabin? Generally, mixed. Mixed. Okay. Yeah, I haven't kept up with scores. Um, calling back to our first story, um, Megan. There's a home video story here. Megan, um, our beloved film of the year so far. Um, I think <laughs> right. Like, I mean, what is is there a better movie than Megan this year? So far, I don't think so. I mean, well, release this year. I guess release not. this year, not watch this year. I mean, as if it's watched this year, then it's something else. But um, so Megan, the unrated version is coming to digital later this month, and Blu-ray in March. Uh, and if you haven't been keeping up with it, the uh, the uncensored version is apparently going to be. Oh, the un- unrated version is going to be uh, quite a wild ride. Yeah. Um, um, what is it here? Uh, writer Akela Cooper, who we like a lot, um, talked to the LA Times saying that the original rated R version of the film was a bit different. Uh, it was a bit different for starters. It was, quote, way gorier. Uh, she said, no shade to Universal. Love them. And I understand that once the thriller went viral, teenagers got involved and you want them to be able to see it. Um, there should have been an unrated version at some point. I heard it's on the books, but yes, it was way gorier. Her body count in the script was higher than the movie. It wasn't. A uh, Gabriel uh, from *Malignant* style massacre, but she did kill a bunch more people, including a couple characters whom James Wan was like, "I like what you did with those people, but I want them to live." I was merciless, but again, that's me. My humor is extremely dark. 
Um, so very excited about this. Very excited to see this Megan just absolutely wreck people. Yeah, I hope it's like as promised. Because sometimes it's an unrated cut and it's like barely different. So yeah, I'm hoping so, this is like the R-rated cut that is promised, so, you know. I, I completely agree with you. And I have a story that isn't on my list that is related to that. Um, real quick, uh, some of the Blu-ray features are kind of interesting. There's gonna be one um called Bringing Life to Megan to see how the animatron animatronics, puppets, and actors um help make Megan uh as real as possible. And I really am interested in that. I'm because sometimes you just really couldn't tell when it was a puppet or a person or CG, like sometimes it yeah that's that's interesting it, it looks real good um this might be one of the few like regular release movies that i just pick up um and as a as a something to look out for second sight films who does a lot of good blu-ray releasing um just got the rights to produce to re-release uh some out of print blu-rays for some french films from french slasher films from the early 2000s um called frontiers and high tension dylan have you seen either of those no Oh man, I love High Tension. High Tension is excellent. Frontiers is a gore fest and really only suitable to watch if you are really, really want to watching something violent. High Tension is also very violent. There was like this whole new wave of French horror in the mid mid two thousand five ish, but High Tension is fantastic. So uh, I'll try to keep you all updated when that actually comes out. They this just, just got announced like today, but I'm super excited about that because I love High Tension. Um, okay. Yes. Um, moving on. So Dylan, um, uh, this is news that we can't do anything about, but the stabby meal, the scream themed happy meal for adults is coming. Dylan. Mm. Can we get it? Dylan? I wish. No. no, only in Hollywood. However, this looks like the coolest thing. This looks like the perfect example for something that you could do on one of those like Uber eats, like, uh, you know, ghost yeah. kitchen things like, mm-hmm. But like, like the Mr. Beast restaurant, right, and stuff. exactly, exactly. Um, but they're doing um, a whole line of food uh, in West Hollywood around Scream and slasher stuff, and that just really tells you that they're gonna that the hype around Scream Six is really huge. I saw another article talking about how this is slated to be the biggest opening weekend for any Scream film. So it's the the story. I just think is interesting. Not not that anything we can action on, unfortunately, unless we're going to L.A. But um, I wish. Right. Um, it's really cute. You should go check out. The, go Google the stabby meal and you'll see what we're talking about. Um, you guys might remember um, about a month ago or so. I brought up a story that um, Takashi uh, Shimizu, the director of The Grudge, the Japanese The Grudge, not the American one. Um, I, I see. I wonder why it's credited here as The Grudge, because the, the film he made is called Juwan and the American one is called The Grudge. But anyway. Um, he's making a new film called Immersion, which is coming out in Japan later this year. And we got a little bit of a teaser for it. And I think, first of all, uh, the poster for this movie is awesome. Really, really cool. And I love his visuals. Um, most of his movies are very, very good. He put out a movie uh, last year, the year before, called Suicide Forest Village. It's really, really good. Um, really creepy and just gross in in the ways that you want it to be. Um, and so we got a little bit of a, not even a, it's not a teaser. It's just like bits of things put together. It's not even a like a officially like made. Here's the trailer. It's buried in a six minute 
video with a speaking in Japanese. It's not even English subtitled, but anyway, it is online. You can go see it. And I did watch it and I thought it was pretty interesting. So um, the, fi- the, the byline for the film that we have right now is mysterious deaths befall on employees of a VR tech company. There's an unprecedented fear waiting between reality and the virtual world. So it look, looks a lot. It's, it's a lot like the ring, um, but with VR, which I think is interesting. And I, I thought, all the Japanese versions of these films never missed for me. I thought they were all good. Did you check out this clip, Dylan? Yeah, it looks, I mean, it was like not a lot to go on, but the visuals no. are there. It looks yeah. really good. It, it, do you like those movies, The Ring and The Grudge? Yeah, I've yeah. seen both of them. And the Japanese versions? Yep. Okay, yeah. This really just feels like they're they're making another one, but like in modern time, as opposed to, you know, the archaic 90s. Well, it's an American remake. Oh, no, I think that I think that era has passed of like the instant remake. I think I agree, but I wouldn't be surprised if this got a subtitled release in a limited type of release. That'd um, be cool because like this one, so Suicide Forest Village is less palatable than something like this, which is very clearly inspired by you know. Following in the footsteps of the ring and the grudge, whereas Suicide Forest Village is not, it's its own unique thing, uh, and it's very dark. Um, I think this seems more marketable, but anyway, go check it out. Um, we have I have one little trailer to talk about here, and then one, then my lead story is also short. But, um, Kira Knightley is going to be starring in a Hulu true crime thriller about the Boston Strangler called Boston Strangler. Uh, it is being produced by Ridley Scott. There's the callback. Um, and look, I don't really like Ridley Scott, generally speaking, but he does do a lot of good things. And I like Kira Knightley a whole lot. Uh, I think she really picks okay. a lot of, she does great work and she never misses. The movies that she's in might not be great, but she's always great. And we got a trailer for this and I think it looks pretty good. Uh, does, am I going to watch it? I can't say for sure, for sure, but it looks interesting to me. It really reminds me a lot of the Zodiac film that David Fincher did like 15 years ago. Um, what did you think of this trailer, Dylan? I thought it looked decent. Um, I kind of agree about Kara Knightley. I feel like I would even go farther and say that the movies she's in are good generally. You know, I think she picks. Oh, I agree. I projects. I can't think, I mean, I can't think of much that was not at baseline good you know that she's yeah in. i'm sure they're up there screaming like this awful movie you know this movie is right. like examples but i think generally you can trust that she's in a good movie and um aside from her it didn't if she wasn't in, in it too much if if, she, if if it didn't have kira knightley in it i would have scrolled right by yeah agreed but but she picks such good projects it's like she's like one of those people that like was an indie darling for so long, you know, and you just, she has that cred to like as another person. That's kind of like that to me is like Christina Ricci, like if Christina Ricci's popping up in a film. It's like, I assume that like, it's at least going to be interesting. And um, you know, we're going to get some Parker Posey. Oh, of course you got to, you got to, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, yeah. Um, go check out the trailer. Tell, tell us what you think. Um, last one, the lead story blumhouse is launching a new subsidiary dylan to produce Uh original horror video games yes how about that 
Yes. Um, Blumhouse will partner with independent game developers. So they're not actually making any games. They're paying other people to make games. Um, to, to bring to life their creative vision via original horror-themed games for console, PC, and mobile. In the spirit of this film business, Blumhouse will target indie budget games uh, below $10 million to enable innovation and pushing creative boundaries, meaning budgetary restrictions, and we can't <laughs> do everything that we want. Um, but that is very exciting news. Um, what what do you hope to see from this, Dylan? What 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 would be your your dream? A twenty four. Okay, I'm sorry, Blumhouse. So I have a pitch, Michael. You yes. have a whole pitch ready. So I know, based on the article, it looks like like you said they're looking to fund uh, original. Um, stories but yeah. i'm hoping that they utilize that their own ips and properties and give us the like competitive or like the their version of dead by daylight or you know friday the 13th little, or yeah videos. right there's a lot of games like that and i've, I've and there's a lot of the, horror ones coming up so yes and they have i feel like it's the one where like multiverses came out and it was like really hot for a minute because it was like the warner brothers smash brothers Right. It's like one of the only like studios that has like enough properties to like make it really good, you know. Right. And I've I've taken the liberty to make their roster for them of oh. all their killer all the killers. Okay. Um, so there's Megan. like 15 or so picked out that I would yeah. like to see in the game. Um, yes, of course, Megan. Let's I hear think it. that the big one to start with, uh, the Nun from Conjuring. Oh yeah. So Blumhouse is merging right now with uh james wan studio oh so you get all the james wan stuff too yeah, so you can you get, get jigsaw or billy the clown sure annabelle okay. sure you get gabriel from malignant uh, honestly that is an excellent he's already a, a fighting game character he already moves around like voldo from soul Calibur. exactly yeah um, La Llorona, which I think is open IP. Anyone could do that. Um, you could get some purgers in there from the purge. Oh yeah. You get the lipstick face demon from Insidious. Um, that's <laughs> the one that's in several movies. Um, I would like to see the grandparents from the visit, the M Night Shyamalan oh my, movie. Oh my god. <laughs> so um, you've thought too much. You could have the Beast from Split, or um, like Patricia, or like they could change personalities like mid game and have different abilities based on like which. Um, oh, so, so it's like a, like, a, like a tech and tag type of a deal here. Like you can tag yeah. in the new altars, or like Sheik and Zelda, you know, in Smash Bros. Yeah, of course, like that kind of. You could become Patricia and like do a whole new thing. Um, uh, Rose from Get Out. That's a uh, you know the evil white girlfriend. Of course, uh, I think should be cool. Um, Lori from Happy Death Day. That's the baby face oh, masked. You gotta do that. Of course, um, they do. Blumhouse does do Halloween now, so you could have Michael. You know? Of course. Of course. But Michael isn't dead by daylight, right? Uh yes, he isn't dead by daylight. So I don't know how that would work. Um, I would love to see Red from us, the evil uh Lupita Nyango. Yes. It'd be great. Uh Dylan, you're forgetting you're forgetting one. I, I have a few more. Okay. Oh, okay, go ahead. Uh the invisible man. Um <laughs> that's that's too cool. much. That's like um, the final the boss. The Blissfield Butcher from Freaky. Um Ooh. okay, Vince Vaughn? Either one. It could be um, Catherine okay. Newton or sure. Vince Vaughn. Sure. Um, the Grabber from Black Phone. I'd love to see him too. I, I love that. That's great. And then, that... yeah, that'd be awesome. Go ahead. Um, my Is favorite it... would be Ma. Oh, yeah. Don't don't make her drink alone. Of, of course. Come on. Ma is a villain. That'd be amazing. 
<laughs> Spencer would sign off on it too, I think, you know? D- guaranteed, Dylan. Guaranteed. Um, so but, but, can we like make this what do we need to do to make this happen, Michael? You know, uh start a GoFundMe. No, wait, what do you call uh uh the the petitions? We'll start a petition. A change.org. A change.org <laughs> to get this uh, game to get Blumhouse Smash Brothers produced. I need y'all to have like Snyder Bro energy um to make this happen for me. But what if Moz um, DLC? That's fine. I don't care. It can be a she can be in a battle pass. A battle pass. <laughs> not, the, not the Ma battle pass. You can oh, do season two. Skins. Season two, you want like golden Ma. I mean, well, I just laid out like the first decade. Uh, right, for of them, course. You know, you can I do just, like five. I just a year. want yellow Gabriel so I can have the true Giallo nature. Because um, Giallo is Italian for yellow, Dylan, if you don't know. Yeah, I, you've never said that before. No, never. I've <laughs> no never idea. mentioned it. Okay. Um, anyway, um, yeah, it, it's, it's it very exciting. Hopefully, that the good stuff comes from this. I like Blumhouse. Don't go in the Blumhouse. What if the game was called Don't Go in the Blumhouse? And do we get royalties from that? Can we sue? <laughs> yeah, just by saying it. Yeah, we've been saying it. And for if they years. use any of those characters I suggested, then we could also sue. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. We're very litigious here at Uncanny Universe. Mm-hmm. But that's going to do it for my news this week. Uh, let's hear about all of our tabletop events. It's time to give you the rundown on all of the awesome upcoming tabletop events for the month of July. All exact dates and formats can be found on our Discord server. Kicking it off with Keyforge. We run two events a month at our Clear Lake location from 7pm till around 9. Keyforge is the perfect game for casual and hardcore card game players. We also love our role-playing games. Once a month at our Clear Lake store, we host an in-store one-shot RPG for players of all skill levels. Players don't need to bring anything. All play materials, dice, pencils, and character sheets will be provided. There is no entry fee. However, we do ask that you make a purchase of any size from the gaming department on the day of the event. Seats are very limited, and sign-ups are only open for about three weeks before the event. And of course, I can't forget about Paint Club. Every month we get together and paint some tabletop RPG miniatures. These events are for painters of all skill levels, including none. These events occur at our Katy and Clear Lake locations. We'll see you at the game tables. And we are back, and we are going to talk about Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania. That's right. Uh, full spoiler warning. We will be spoiling the entire film. If you have not seen it yet, turn it off now. Or if you don't care, you can proceed. But that's it. You've been warned. Full spoilers ahead. All right. So... We are here, uh, Dylan. I, you asked me in a pr- in a private message because we forgot to do it on the previous week's show um, to pre rank. Um, yeah. I do not remember what I said. Did, what did I say? What was I projecting? Like I'm trying to remember like what my hype was. I think it was pretty low, right? I think I was pretty not hyped for this movie. I'll tell you in a second. But yeah, okay. I was kind of uh, on the same. I think, I think I was we were both, on the same wavelength. Like I I couldn't really explain as to why I was not too looking forward to it i um i guess i could because ant-man 2 was kind of mid and uh i don't know it just didn't seem that exciting to me i don't know why like i just was not hyped at all about seeing ant-man 3 you said three i said three okay and i said 3.5 okay interesting um very well 
So um, I was not super hyped about it, um, but either way, what about you, Dylan? Is similar similar vibe for you? Yeah, I was not like this one just kind of like snuck up on me, and I wasn't looking forward to Same. it. Same, like I, it just didn't. It's like, oh, February. Okay, here we are with an Ant Man. All right, and Ant Man and the Wasp was one of my least favorite Marvel movies. So, yeah. and this it was directed by Peyton Reed, who also did this one. So. Um, that kind of factored in as well, but like all of my hype came from Kang and Jonathan Majors. So sure, uh, what what little there was was for him, I think. Agreed. Um, so let's get into it. Um, I was I enjoyed this movie. I had a good time with it. Um, I more I liked it more than I thought I would. Um, yeah. So I think. Uh, let's man so I saw this movie in Dolby on the Thursday and so I've been noticing that I'm seeing all these movies on Thursday for showtime and I'm still not in packed theaters I'm not in like I don't know what, what time was your, are you going <laughs> five no, that's, well, that's yeah but it's the first show of the day I feel like that's like I don't know nah. maybe not what, what about your theater pretty packed um yeah mine was packed um okay oh well you I, also went to the pre-screening yeah i went to the event screening on wednesday um and i mean obviously not one there wasn't all the seats were taken but that's because it was a free screening but um i had seen the rotten tomato score for it um and it's the for context it's the it's got a 48 percent, which is i think the second lowest marvel movie after uh eternals oh wow i'm gonna tell you what eternals is but um it's there's only two eternals has 47 so it's it's right there with eternals which i also enjoyed but um i figured maybe something was wrong because i was already wasn't looking forward to it and then it was rotten so it made me scared a little bit you know i was like oh god i'm in for a real like clunker um right but so i don't think that factored in like to my enjoyment but i like actually super enjoyed it i had a really good time with it as well um me too like i was just i i mean i don't want to spoil anything by saying what my review is but like i mean i know i projected a three i'm not much higher than a three but like i was pleasantly surprised i was i was i think we talked about this last week when when i gave knock at the cabin whatever i gave it it was like when i gave knock at the cabin a two it's like look it's a high two there's different twos you know Agreed. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. You know, and I was expecting a a bad three out of Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, okay. Quantum yeah. Media. You know, I was expecting a, a, a bad three. Um, uh, but anyway, um, so let's what what did you like about this movie, Dylan? What like let's 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 talk about the characters, I guess. Uh so we have Ant Man Wasp with all the all the returnings. Um Yeah, we have like regular Ant Man and Wasp, uh Scott and Hope, and then we have a lot more of um Hank and Janet as well, like the old yeah. Man and Wasp. And then we got um a new Cassie Lang, a new actress, um, suiting up a stature. And then we have uh a little like a little cameo from Bill Murray, and then a um like a substantial villain role from for Kang, who we saw teased at the end of at the end of Loki. Um yes. and that's pretty much all the characters. Everyone else is kind of like uh like ancillary, I feel like, you know, um, like the rebel people, like the Quantumania uh, natives are not right. Like they didn't really capture it for me, but I liked 
I felt like this movie was a little refreshing compared to other Marvel movies because it like it took off immediately. It, and... Man, it did, right? Like I was yeah. hooked right away and I was expecting to have like some boring like got to get on board with it sort of thing, but this it got right to the point, which sort of knock at the cabin just throwing back to our last week. It's like I two weeks True. in a row we've had movies that just like get to it, which I appreciate. Yeah. Because we knew from the trailer that they were going to get trapped in the quantum realm. Um, right. But, like, they, like, get trapped there very quickly in, like, the first, like, 15 minutes or so. Yes. Um, And Excellent. I really liked, I liked that it, like, it felt different. It felt separate from the other Ant-Man movies in that way. It did. Um, And I liked that, like, all of the character moments, it was, like, a family story, which mm-hmm. I don't think we've seen in Marvel yet. Um, like to this extent, not on, the, way, not like, on TV or not on movies. I think uh, Ms. Marvel had a lot of family elements to it, but oh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, but again, um, that's on TV for sure. Yeah, but not in the cinema um, for sure. But I like that it was like a full family. You know, like it had a focus on like three generations of women, and you know, yeah. and and I don't know. It just felt like very refreshing in that way. I will say, it almost feels like this is. I've seen people say this and I agree with it, that it's like a fantastic four story a little bit. Um, yeah. I don't disagree with that. Like more sci-fi and it's a family drama. Like it does seem weird to do this right before you're introducing fantastic four. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, though, I really, I really okay. like that. Um, touching on what you said about three generations of women. I do feel like though, that um, wasp was barely in it. Um, she was sidelined for sure. Wasp, wasp was sidelined. And I felt like, uh, we can get to the weak points here in a bit, but I feel like uh, one of the one of the weakest points was Michelle Pfeiffer's writing. Like, I feel like uh, she was an exposition machine. Oh, yeah. Okay, I had a specific problem with her as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> and I, I I like Michelle Pfeiffer, but I I no, I actually I think... thought her acting was really good here. Um, I think she like sold her exposition early, her, and her she moments did. Were, with Kang were my favorites actually in the whole movie. She was very good, but like, but that's that that's because of the caliber of actor that she is. I think. Yeah. I think her, she overcame a lot with the page. I think. I agree. There'd be like a scene with her and Kang, and then we switch back to other characters, and you'd be like, oh, like different act kind of acting, I guess. You know, right. it was like uh, on another level, but. Because Jonathan uh, Majors problem, is so good too, but I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, there was they had such good chemistry. I thought they, really they definitely, they definitely, uh, there was some spark. They definitely hooked up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She was there thirty years. Come on. Oh, oh, for sure. It wasn't um, just Bill Murray, all right. It was not. Um, anyway, um, my problem with her was like the slow trickle of information was like super annoying to me. She'd be like, "I'll tell you later. I can't talk about it." It was like, "Just tell us." Like. Like, okay, I thought the same thing, too, because, like, that type of dialogue is the worst. And that's something that you do in a movie where, like, the character might give as about to give some information, but you cut away. They never actually say, I'll tell you later. Hold on. <laughs> I don't have time. There's no time. I'll tell you. Like, just just tell me. It's not that much information. Yeah, and she was very forthcoming with uh, you have plenty of time. quantum realm information at the end of ant-man and wasp when they were like sending them to the quantum realm in that van you know and she was there it's like it, it was very right. different and i didn't like the way she withheld stuff so much it was it right. kind of like irked me but um i have like a like 
not a fantasy, but like a <laughs> uh like a wish for this movie that didn't happen. It's like the way she would tease things and we would slowly get flashbacks to her time in the quantum realm and like you see Kang's ship crash, but it's just like a figure and you don't like get to see him yet. Mm-hmm. And then like it's kind of treated as like a reveal, I feel like midway through the movie that it's Kang. Like I wish, like I know it's not possible for marketing, but I wish we just didn't know that Kang was in this movie going in, into it. That would have been so cool. Uh, I, you know? I agree. I agree. Don't you feel like they treated it like a reveal a little bit? Like they did. Who is it? Like, and then I was like, "Oh, it's Kang." I was like, "We we know." I've seen. Have you seen a commercial? Like, it's. I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't know if it's because of how plugged in we are, or or what, but. I mean, yeah. he's on every poster. Uh, that's true. I would I love. Know. I know it's not possible because, like, he's very marketable, and like, it is like what, like I said, what got me excited about the movie. But like, I would love it if I was just one of the people who was just not online at all and hadn't seen a trailer. And was like, oh, cool, you know, like, and had only seen Loki and not didn't know when Kang was going to pop up again. That would right. be awesome. Yes, that would um, be awesome. But. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is, unfortunately. But Those are my major complaints he, with the movie. Uh, me too. Um, so Dylan, Beyond speaking of thing. Oh, you got a you got a complaint? Are you? Do you not have any other complaints? I feel like you might have um, another one. So, it, it no, you know what? Well, I have a I have a question for you. It's not necessarily okay. A okay. I I know where we're going with this. So go ahead. Yeah. What's your question? Was Modok the purposefully like the worst? realized cg character okay that i've ever seen on not, in a movie not speaking of visuals not speaking of visuals the characterization of modok so getting back to what you said earlier about whatever about uh your wish for the film so yeah. my wish is that modok would be exactly like i wanted him to be not visually it, it didn't hit however the characterization boy i loved modok i thought he was great I thought the origin story change was excellent. I liked that it was uh, Darren Cross. Good choice. Makes sense. I yeah. thought he was funny. I, I loved it when Ant-Man's in the quantum realm or doing his thing or whatever, and he's on the radio. It's like, hey, Darren, can you blah, blah, blah? Uh, hello, Darren. Oh, I'm sorry. Modoc. <laughs> and then he answers. Great. Uh, Modoc's final line. Stellar. You know? I Yeah. I died an Avenger. <laughs> that was good. Oh, loved it. I but but okay. Yes, that all being said, yes, I on the whole, I really liked Modoc because I liked characterization was great. Yeah, characterization was great. The character was excellent. But what what was I looking at? Why I didn't did it once have believe to, that that was real? Why did it look so bad? Why did it ha- like I, I I've said it on this I've said it on this podcast I'm sure many times. If you don't know, I love Modoc. I'm looking at. I have two different Modocs on my shelf over here that I'm like looking at. Um, so all of them. Uh, hey, uh, it's the Bowen <laughs> and the Bullet figure. So I think you're probably right. Um, but anyway, um, I I've said it forever that Modoc is really hard to do in the film because he's so silly looking, and they they got the characterization great. But uh, <laughs> he looked bad on purpose. Is my question. Like as a joke? Is it a joke? But that's a weird joke to make because they've never done that before with something looking looking bad on purpose. Like it's it's a very meta joke. 
and Mar- the MCU doesn't really do meta jokes like that, like filmmaking meta. Yeah, which leads me to believe that they just didn't have the resources that they needed to do to make that look good. He looked... It for those looked, who haven't seen it, I'm not exaggerating. It looked like a Snapchat filter. Like if there was a Modoc filter and you put you, you could put your face on it, it looked no better than that for many it, for many shots. It really didn't. Like the 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 Flat. goofy the goof the goofy like screenshot that people pulled out of the trailer when that first came out. It did it did it do be looking like that most yeah. of the movie. Worse because it's moving. Like it's yeah. even worse in motion. Uh, it's real. It it's really thought, like off-putting i thought for some reason when he at his death scene he looked a bit better i don't know like maybe the lighting was different but um <laughs> i hope they fix it uh retroactively for the home release or something because that Disney was Plus. awful or yeah. is that like part of the charm is that he's just like well i mean actually terrible <laughs> i don't know i it didn't it didn't bother me like it, it didn't take me out of it like because it's it's modok he's so stupid looking like he's such a dumb character and that's why I love Modoc because he's so stupid. And like, I admire if, their like their commitment to making him look I, like the comics. So. I'm blown away, dude, that they didn't just have the the mask on the whole time. I liked his little butt scene when he was getting created, yes. and you could see his little his little naked butt <laughs> and his little hands. It was great. His my, proportions were my exactly legs, what we wanted. My legs aren't little. <laughs> <laughs> when Modoc he was, like touched Scott's face, at the Modoc end, was, was perfect. So cute. Modok was perfect. Um, uh, perfect. Um, I mean, let's go with that. Characterization perfect. Visuals uh, leave a lot to be desired. Is there room for him to come back, Michael? Yeah, of course. I don't know where that could happen. I, I don't think. I mean, could they make it happen? Sure. Will they? No. Do they need to? No. But um, I did think some of the humor was good, like you said, and like yeah, the, I think movie's the movie was really funny. The Ricky, Rick and Mortyfication of Marvel, I feel like a little bit is what happened here. Like the sure. interdimensional Council of Kings, like yeah, vibe, and even like that. Like I really like that, like pink, like jelly character. I don't know. Oh how to man, the guy, the guy was obsessed with holes. Uh, Veb was it Veb or was Veb? that someone else? I don't know, but that guy was great. He was yeah, my I like he was him. my second was, favorite character. That was literally a Rick and Morty character. It looked like yeah, his name. Okay, his name was Veb, and he was played by uh, the guy, one of the heist guys from the previous animated movies. Okay. Um, I will say Luis was missed. I felt, I felt, I, fe- I felt, absence. Him, yeah, I did too. They could have had a little scene with him at the beginning or the end. I feel like you know. I know. Um, but what did you think of? I feel like our only like a new character other than Kang was, which I guess we can get to, was uh, Cassie. Uh, um, stature. Cassie was fine. She was she was okay. Um, I liked her. I liked her a lot. Actually, there wasn't like a ton to go on with her though. Yeah, I felt like they gave her a little bit of a annoying. Like they set her up to be not that liked. I think in my opinion, because her most of her motivation is like uh, encouraging her dad to like be more active and like helping people which so she's kind of like arguing with like a beloved the most beloved character throughout the the whole movie i think or a lot of it anyway um so i thought they set her up to be a little annoying similar to how they made captain marvel like lose her memory the whole movie in her film you know so i wish that like 
she had a little bit of a better intro, even though it's not really her intro. We've seen her before, but you know what I mean. Right. I know what you mean. Um, but I liked her interactions with Modoc most. Um, and I liked um I thought it was like a perfect like side character setup. I'm really I'm seeing the young Avengers uh, you know, form, Michael. Like it's happening. We got another one, you know. <laughs> um Yeah. I'll get it soon, right? In the next 10 years or so, maybe. I mean, but they're gonna be old by that point. <laughs> they're gonna be, you know, they're, they're gonna be the regular middle-aged Avengers. Avengers. At least they're not called Teen Titans or something, you know, like young. That's true. It's like way more ambiguous. So they could just be like not old. That is true. Okay. <laughs> but um, I thought I actually really liked her. I thought like she's pretty charismatic and she was fun. I but agree. The big the big star for me was Kang, as I predicted. Oh. 100%. Kang was great. I love so, so good. Jonathan, Jonathan Majors is great. We already know this. Um, but uh, man, he was really cool. He was really good. Um, even the flashback scenes were interesting. Even when he's not doing his full Kang stuff, he was great. I thought he was excellent. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know if we can say that the like Marvel villain trope is like over you know um like they're notoriously have like kind of throwaway characters like villains that people don't like but right. i feel like phase four which i know people don't like that much but um and this is kicking off phase five has said like the strongest villains of any marvel phase with like wanda absolutely and, and yeah and namor and you know kang and uh who else? Wen Wu, you know, those like yeah, really yeah. cool, like compelling villains. So I really hope this streak continues. And if this, if the the purpose of this movie was to get us excited about Kang Dynasty, then it worked, you know. Oh man, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I he did was great. think, I did think his after credit scene, the first one was a little goofy. Little I did Power too. Rangers. I did too. I did too. That was a little silly. It's a weird um, misstep. Yeah, it was. It was like okay. They're apparently from the comics. Like there's like an Egyptian Kang and like okay, sure, but like I, I feel like they had, they did that to let everybody know. Oh, this is how Kang can work. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like to get the people who don't know Kang already to don't worry, he's coming back. Kang, Kang's not dead. Yeah, um, I agree. I, it was a little hokey, but like not enough to like change my perception of Kang at all. But um. And I didn't. I wasn't like completely sold on the way his powers worked. Like, I don't. I would like some more definition on that. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes his beams would like incinerate people, and then sometimes it would like be a concussive, like knock you down beam. Uh, I was confused by that. I, yeah. I, well, I. I mean, I think the thing is, I think we're supposed to to go with Kang is as powerful as he needs to be, but that is a really hard thing to quantify. Like, I, based on this power set, though, he shouldn't have been defeated. Quantify. Uh, yeah, he shouldn't have been defeated. Well, like, okay, I was worried going into this. I was like, really, Ant Man, but like their little hand to hand fight, like it was not really a fight. So I was happy about that. It was yeah, that's just true. Not getting beat up. Um, and I really hope that we get to see this Kang again. I don't think he's dead, right? He just got like banished, zipped away. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, he got. They, uh, they told us he was dead. Right, but. I mean, he's back. He's coming back. We know this. So, I mean, I think in some form, yeah. Um, I, I like. What do you think of the second after credit scene? Um, 
Did you see it? Did you stick around? <laughs> I'm trying to, I, I actually honestly forgot what it was. Okay, this was the one where it was like an old timey, like yes, yes. Um yeah. It was it was cool. Um, you know, I like that more than um the <gasps> type of type of credit scene. Yeah, I think you this one I mean? was I think this one was like more fan servicey than the other one. Um I think it could have like just been this after credit scene. Because yeah. it obviously is leading into um it has Loki and um right and Owen but, Wilson's character. But um, it wasn't it wasn't um it was fan servicey, but it wasn't hokey. Yeah, it was like, just showing us that they're gonna encounter variants in Loki season two, which right. I think the purpose of after credit scene is to set up the next thing. Um and I think like one setup is good enough. So I would have just gone with that one. I really liked that after credit scene. I thought um, it was it got good. Me- it got me excited for Loki season two. It should have gone in the opposite order, maybe. Like put the sillier one at the back end end, you know? Yeah, you're right. Maybe. It's hard to say without like seeing how everything plays out, you know? Of course. Like, this one could have been could be very important to Gang Dynasty or something. I don't know. But um Right. But I think the devil one hit hit second one it, hit it, more with it Loki. It was better. It was better for sure. Um, all right, let's overall, let's talk about it. What, what do you, uh, let's see who's rating it first on you want to go first? Go first. Go first? Okay. Um, I gave it a 3.5 out of five. So, so exactly like you were expecting. Yeah. Like a stronger I was expecting, it was like, I was expecting before I heard it was bad. <laughs> I see. I see. You know I see. what I mean? My, okay. my expectation like plummeted a little bit in that era, but then like I ended up kind of back where I started. Um, but it's like a stronger 3.5 than I anticipated. You know, I had a really good time. Sure. I And I would suggest a theater watch. I, I would too. I am also going to give it a 3.5. Um, I thought it was way better than Ant-Man and Wasp. Um, it's unfortunate that Wasp is also barely in this movie. Um, I feel she's like Michael... She's in it a lot. She's just passive, I feel like. Wait, 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 wait. When I say barely in it, I mean like she's just... Oh hi, Wasp is here too. You know, I feel like Michael yeah. Douglas had more stuff to do in the movie than Wasp did. You know, um, I that being said, I, I, did, I did like the the ant rescue at the end. I thought that was fun. I do want to ask you, um, as far as like the ratings go, because um, I'm not really sure. Actually, I'm kind of at a loss. What do you think the disconnect is? It also got a B cinema score, which is tied for the lowest ever. Marvel really? Cinema Score between with Eternals, really. Um, so it's like the one of the the most poorly received Marvel films ever. I'm wondering, like, what do you think the disconnect is between like what we how we I, perceive it and other, I th- other people? So <clears throat> I think um, the industry as a whole, by industry I mean comic book movies, are trending down. So I think the tolerance that your average moviegoer who is not already built into this i think their tolerance is going down so i think um what we're seeing is a bubble bursting a little bit and so this movie might have gotten i don't know cinema sins ratings but like uh it might have gotten a much higher score you know four years ago than it did now but i think we've been living with these movies for a really long time at this point and i think maybe you're getting some fatigue and I, that's what i think 
I don't think the movie. It's not the movie because the movie is decent. At worst, yeah. I don't know. I I've seen a lot of them saying it's like too much setup, and they felt a little lost. So maybe like we benefited by being more plugged in. I don't know. Um, um, I can I I can agree with that to an extent. I mean, there is a lot of setup in this movie. Yeah, I mean, the movie is almost just an ad for Phase Five. Yeah, but I think we're like so like predisposed to expecting that with Marvel sometimes. Like you I feel like you and I are similar in that we view it as like a TV show almost a little bit. Right. And like not every episode is going to be an endgame or a fin- like a in- Infinity War or something. Do you, so, do you think those like in Endgame and Infinity War hurt the futures of Yeah, I think they raised the bar for sure. And I think Spider-Man uh No Way Home no way home did as well yeah um you think it like set expectations too high for people that aren't just like into the minutia of talking about these movies yeah i don't think it has like that wow factor that even multiverse of madness you know that as well had like something to talk about i'm not right. sure like what like general audiences are going to say about this it's the like, quote-unquote water catchy. cooler discussion yeah i don't know what, what you would say it's MODOK. it is I mean, what's what is the strangest thing or most like unique thing in this movie? You you have a really you have a really cool, powerful villain. Okay. Gore was cool. Gore was powerful. You know, you have plenty of unique and powerful villains. What's yeah. the what is the most interesting thing about this movie? It's is the Modoc and his big stupid face. What do you think it's gonna take for Marvel to like win people back? Is it Guardians? Is Guardians going to do it? Is it going to reverse the trend? Or I, I don't know. I really don't know. Honestly, I, I, mm, that's. I, I hope so. I hope. I hope with Guardians, and what's the one after that? Is it? Is it Etern- Marvels. Not Eternals? Marvels. Um, I, I hope won't be well I, received. It won't be. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. I hope we're not seeing the decline. When I set up earlier about the bubble, I hope that's not the truth. You know, I mean, but we do have to be realistic though, right? Like we've gone, this, this is an unprecedented thing. This Marvel cinematic universe, right? This is the only one that is like it. Many other companies have tried to do something similar and they've not worked out, but logic would tell us that that can't continue forever the way that we know it. So there is a possibility that like they're going to ramp down and maybe we do one a year and some TV or whatever. So, uh, but I don't know, like I think if guardians falls flat, if guardians gets a bunch of mixed reviews, we're going to see a very different uh, phase six. Possibly. Yeah. I think like, regardless of even if it's good or not, I think secret wars is going to like, obviously blow everyone's mind. I think. Oh, of course. With all the Fox characters, like with every, all the, like what we wanted Multiverse of Madness to be, I think that's what that's going to be. I think that'll, I think that'll help, but. Then we're going to get a bunch of new properties, right? You'll get Mar- your X-Men movies and your. Yeah. yeah. MCU has just changed so much. Uh, it's very it's like, different. And I really like it. So it's like, I'm definitely out of touch with, or out of step with like what most people want, but I would just hope they're like less frequent, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. Me, me too less <laughs> but either way um i think you should definitely go see ant-man in theaters 
Um, it's definitely worth a theater watch. Go see it in a premium format if you can. Uh, Dolby. Those Dolby good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Always. It always is. Yeah. Come on. It's great. I'm gi- Although I'm giving up Dolby for Scream to go to the fan event, which is going to be in the <gasps> 3D one, because I want the poster. Just get the poster and leave and then go to a different showing. Uh, what if I have to get the poster at the end? If you get it at the beginning, then leave. Yeah, that I might. I actually <laughs> might. But anyway, that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you all so much for downloading us. Thanks, everyone. This is Dylan. And I'm Michael. We'll see you next time. Thanks for sticking around for the mid-credits. We can tell you've been trained well. If you want to help us out, please go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. It'll really help new people find the show, and it will help us to get Rotten Tomatoes verified so we can start affecting those rankings. Then, check out our socials. We're BRC Uncanny on Twitter, Uncanny Universe on Facebook and Instagram. We'll see you online.